Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome to another episode of The Steelers Fix, brought to you by BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Jeremy Betts, it's Andrew Wilbar with you for another edition of the show. It's a special show. We've got another interview with a draft prospect coming up in the second half of the program today. But uh, let's bring in Andrew and uh, see how you're doing, buddy. I'm doing well. Excited for the show. We have a really good interview again today for you. Really excited about that. we got the Senior Bowl starting up today with practices. Pumped for that. Um, I'm officially no longer a teenager. So I was that gonna is, say, everybody I'm, say I'm excited. Happy, yeah, everybody say happy birthday to, to Andrew. He's uh, 20 years old or young, I guess you should <laughs> say. But <laughs> man, that's... That's pretty cool. How does it feel? How does it feel to be 20? Doesn't really feel any different yet, but it yeah. it does feel nice to, you know, it's a nice round number. So let's okay. yeah. see how well the Steelers can round out this draft with some uh, nice draft picks. Hey, I like that. I really do. Now, I got to admit, admit to something right now. I am not a, a nice round number type of person. When I set an alarm, I set the alarm for like it. it Instead of seven o'clock, if I'm going to set an alarm, it's going to be like seven o seven or something like that. It's going to be seven o three, because I just can't stand to do it right at the time. I don't know <laughs> if that's weird or if there's other people like that, uh, but that's how I am. So, well, usually, like on Facebook, one of our articles, our first article of the day goes up around eight o'clock. So usually, I'm up like I set my alarm or just you know a few minutes before because remember I'm in Central Time, so it's an hour earlier for me. Oh, there you go. Um, so I'll set a few minutes before seven, my time to get up and post, uh, that. So it's not an exact time either. Um, so I can kind of get that. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just one of those weird clicky things about me, I guess, or quirky things about me, I guess, but, uh, 
you know, enough about that. Let's let's move on to the subject at hand here. We're going to talk a little bit about the um, the positions in the NFL draft this year, and we're going to rank those positions from strongest to weakest, and just kind of get an idea of you know what position groups the Steelers can, uh, or if they if they have a need here, they should maybe target earlier because uh, there's less talent as you go down the board. It's not quite as deep. Uh, maybe some position groups that are a little stronger and maybe you can afford to wait a little bit on a pick there. Um, you know, some of these groups as well. Um, I think of the offensive tackle group, just specifically um, some really good names right at the top. And then it just kind of falls off a cliff after that. And you've got some decent depth. You've got some guys that maybe potentially can come in and, and maybe be starters down the road a little bit, but outside of the top two or three, maybe three guys, um, it's like, man, some of these guys need some development. Um, I think you can see that at some other positions as well. We'll kind of break that down here for you here. And then uh, after the break, we're going to talk to um, edge rusher Thomas Incombe from Central Michigan University. And he was very gracious to spend some time talking about his um, career and, and his goals moving forward. And we will get a uh, chance to talk with him uh, here as the show commences. But Andrew, let's dive into these position groups here. Um, and we'll kind of just, uh, we'll give like our, let's give our top two uh, each here first, because I think we kind of agree on which positions are strongest in this draft. So I'll just let you dive right in, man. And, and tell us what are, what the strongest position group is in the draft. And then uh, give us your number two group as well. I'm going to go with corner. I think this is the best depth we've seen in years. We don't have a consensus number one guy as of right now, but I think that guy will emerge as the draft process goes along. I mean, you've got Devon Witherspoon from Illinois, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State, uh, Christian Gonzalez from Oregon. Those guys are, you know, those guys are going to go first round barring, you know, a drastic change. Um, and then you have other guys who kind of fallen a little bit like Cam Smith and Keely Ringo, but they're still, um, I, I think Cam Smith has a pretty well-rounded game, just not always as physical as you would like. Um, not the greatest tackler in the world. Um, but you also look at some guys like Deontay Banks, a guy who's uh, really athletic out of Maryland, got decent length, six foot one, two Oh five. Um, you also have like my guy, DJ Turner, who played really well, a really good man coverage corner, uh, on the outside. Doesn't have the greatest size. Um, but neither does Clark Phillips, a guy who's kind of lost some steam as the draft process has rolled along just in the, this first you know month since the season's concluded, but I don't see really any reason why his stock has dropped. Uh, I still have a late first, early second round grade on him. I think he's a high quality guy. who's probably going to move inside to the slot. Yeah, I think it's probably that uh, moving inside to the slot kind of, you know, when people are looking at yeah. uh, top tier corners, they're looking for these outside guys, but I totally agree with you. Cornerback is the strongest position in this in this draft class um you're looking at basically what whatever you want you can find it um you've got guys with size you've got guys with with the makeup speed you've got zone guys you've got man guys you've got guys who can play kind of a hybrid role shoot you even got guys in the middle rounds who um can jump over to safety if you needed them to as well so uh it's it's a versatile class it's it's a it's a deep class. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about guys that are going to emerge near the top, I think you're, you're looking at guys that are on the Steelers radar and could potentially be their first round pick. So definitely a, a group that we will be keeping an eye on very closely. 
the Christian Gonzalez's, the Joey Porter juniors, like you mentioned. And then, you know, looking at, like we talked about the depth of the class, maybe you can wait, maybe you can wait till the second round and, and go after an offensive tackle or, or a position of, of need uh, there as well. That is a little bit less uh, deep. And then you can get a guy like, um, like Ringo at the top of the second, if he, if he continues his fall. Um, and then you've got a guy with traits that needs some coaching. And I think the Steelers can, can definitely handle that portion of it. Uh, with who they've got at defensive coordinator right now. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of options there. Um, you and I both have edge rusher moving on as our second um, highest or our, our second strongest position group. Uh, tell us about some guys you like at the edge rusher position. Guy I'm keeping an eye on right now is Nolan Smith, edge rusher from Georgia, a guy who's – I think he's still deserving of going in the first round. If he happens to fall to pick 33 – that would be tempting for the Steelers just because of his build. He's not the typical Steelers built edge rusher. Um, he's a little bit on the slider side, uh, but super explosive off the edge when he was healthy. Um, one of the best edge rushers in the nation. It's amazing that Georgia really did not suffer that much from his loss because um, he was a big part of that defense. But really like Nolan Smith, obviously Inkum, a guy that we're, uh, you're going to hear about in the second half of this show. Um, just several different guys that are competing down at the Senior Bowl. Um, your guy, Andre Carter, who, you know, if you want to mention him in a minute, I'll let you mention him. Uh, but I think we're going to get to our third position in a minute. I think the three positions I have at the top are the only positions this year that I think we're going to see potential starters early on in their career that could still be available on day three from top to bottom. I do not think this draft is that good. I think this is one of the worst overall classes we've had in quite a while, um, just not a bunch of depth across the board. Um, not We didn't see as many underclassmen declare, which may have been a good thing, honestly, because um, it, it's going to show for a really good draft next year. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're the Steelers and you're looking to move down, I think it'd be ideal to try to gain 2023 picks or 2024 picks as opposed to this year's draft, because I really think toward the back end of that third round, I think things are really going to dry up more than what we've seen in past years. We always see a couple guys – that happened to slip to day three and we're like, how are these guys still on the board? And we'll, I think we'll still right. see that, but I don't think we're going to see the amount that we saw maybe even last year, the year previous where, you know, we're seeing, a, you know, 10 to 15 guys. It's like we had second round grades on these guys, third, early third round grades. Why are these guys still available? It's because there's so much depth this year. I don't think we're going to see that quite as much. Yeah, I agree with you. And like you said, we talked to uh, Thomas Incombe, who's a part of this edge rusher group. Uh, Andre Carter, uh, just just a monster of a human being. And uh, we'll dive into these position groups in detail later. But, you know, the Steelers probably, um, in my opinion, edge rusher needs to be fairly high on their list of priorities because you just can't have too many of those guys coming off the edge and you don't know what the situation is going to be with Alex Highsmith moving forward. Um, so it's 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 definitely a position that the Steelers could find themselves with a big need uh, very quickly. Um, just real quick, I wanted to make an observation about everybody's consensus number one edge rusher in this draft class. We'll talk about him a little bit more. Uh, but he's probably probably long gone before the Steelers pick. Um, but uh, Will Anderson from, from Alabama. And I don't know if we've watched much of his tape, but he um, – for all of his explosiveness, for all of his get off and all of his pass rush moves, I think he plays very stiff for the position. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you if you 
have noticed that yourself, but uh, he, he plays it upright. He doesn't get a lot of bend on the edge. And we're seeing guys come into the league, have success as bendier, more athletic, um, you know, more versatile edge rushers. And I think Will Anderson might put himself in a box if he can't get a little bit more fluid in his, his movements, just, just an observation by, uh, not a scout. I'll, I'll say I'm not a scout, (laughs) but, uh, just an observation from a guy who, who watches these positions play and, uh, you know, uh, is looking for things, but, um, I don't know. There's the, there's potential guys like Tyree Wilson and, uh, um, Miles Murphy could even move ahead of of Anderson in the pre-draft process. I think don't lock him in as your number one overall prospect in this draft class. I would say just as a word of caution, um, we have differences at number three, um, but very close. Uh, so you have running back as your third highest overall position. I have center, and you have center as your number four. Um, I've got. Uh, running back is my number five. So kind of skipping around there. Um, but Andrew, so you're going cornerback, edge rusher, running back, center, offensive tackle. And we off, obviously know the Steelers probably don't need a running back, right? So we can kind of move past that when you mentioned, you, though, you think there's some starters uh, at running back. Uh, but let's talk about um, these two offensive line positions, center and offensive tackle. I think the Steelers probably could – could be on the lookout for a center in this draft class a little sooner than people think maybe. Uh, So tell us uh, what you like about center and what you like about offensive tackle. With center, I would have it higher. Like you had it, if it were for Van Praan entering the draft, but he's returning to school. Um, We've talked about John Michael Schmidt, some Oluwatimi. Um, Those are the two guys at the top. I think Whippler's not that far behind. I think those three are kind of on a pedestal by themselves right now. Jarrett Patterson, I've never been a big fan of. I think he has a limited ceiling, may even play, end up playing guard in the NFL. Um, Joe Tipman is a guy to watch. Um, I can't I, – I, is he at the? Is he on the senior bowl roster as well? I, be, I believe he is. I'll look that up while you keep talking. Though. Well, Alex Forsyth is another guy I wrote about during the year, um, a longer center prospect, but does a really good job getting leverage, has really good uh, hand placement. Um, getting his hands on that defender early on, getting placing his hands in the right spot. Um, just a really technically sound guy. I really like Alex Forsyth is, you know, a guy, if he's still there on day three, I think he could be a really good value pick um, for someone else. And then the guy who is participating in the scene role, Jake Andrews, interested to watch him. You, We know these guys that come from, it seems like all the schools that start with the letter T, Temple, Troy, all these guys, they always start, <laughs> yeah. they're all, all tough guys. And Jake Andrews is no different. He's a tough physical center excited to see what he does and nick brokers one other guy um very versatile made the most versatile lineman in this class he played just about every position on that offensive line at Ole miss very good pass protector um just not sure how great he is going to grade out as a run blocker as he heads to the nfl sure uh, we were trying to find i got <laughs> got mixed up when i was looking at we were trying to find Jarrett patterson is that right joe titman joe titman Okay, let me keep looking because he's not on the national team so well let's see if he's on the american team here well, just to mention, while you're looking that up, just to mention yeah. running back, I'm not going to mention a bunch of names because there's so many, but the fact that we have, both of us have it up this high is telling because the past few running back classes have been pretty good as well. This mm-hmm. this beats out even the most, the last few running back classes. I mean, you're going to see guys going in the fifth, sixth round that could legitimately yeah. be two or three down backs in the NFL, which is 
I mean, it, we see that just about every year, but not yeah. the amount of volume we could see. I don't see why any team – I get how good B. John Robinson is, but outside right. of him, I don't know why anyone would want to take a running back early. Because, I mean, even as backup Roshan Johnson, I mean, he's six foot one, two 225. He's probably going to run a 4-4 four, four in the 40. I mean, it is so deep of a class. Roshan yeah. Johnson's actually a guy to keep an eye on. Absolutely. And our guy, Eric Gray, we talked to, he's yep. going to be part of that conversation as well. A guy who I think could play all three downs yep. for sure at the next level. Um, Tittman is not on the senior bowl roster. Okay. So he may have been one of the underclassmen that declared. He is actually an underclassman. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, so that would make sense. A younger prospect knowing the Steelers. Yeah. Um, they'll be doing their due diligence on him, especially being from the big 10. Yeah, absolutely. And then that offensive tackle position, obviously a uh, pretty universal need uh, according to fans and, and pundits alike for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we're going to see, uh, we're probably going to see guys like uh, Skaronsky and um, uh, jo- Broderick Jones, you know, probably go, he's moving up draft boards. You, you can, you can see that happening uh, go before the Steelers. And then um, the, uh, the Ohio state boy that we talked to, uh, I always Paris forget Johnson. Paris Johnson. Jr. I keep, I've been reading a lot of, up on Dewan Jones right now on the other yeah. side. And uh, he, he made some news this week uh, with Jim Nagy's account, actually um, the longest uh, tackle prospect ever at the senior bowl, almost a 90 inch wingspan. Good grief. Arms <laughs> down to like his knees. I know. Uh, Dewan Jones has been uh, up in my, uh, my highlight reels recently. So uh, that's why I'm having trouble thinking of, of Johnson. But anyway, that group is, is looking better and better by the day. I think um, starting to grow on me a little bit more. Um, some research on Cody Motch, who you had going to the, the Steelers uh, in the first round in your first mock draft. Uh, I think he could be available with their 32nd overall pick as well, potentially. And he actually has some, uh, guard tackle versatility. So I think he could start along the offensive line in in at either left tackle or left guard pretty quickly for the Steelers um depending on what they do this offseason. Absolutely. And you know, just like Jalen Duncan, we mentioned him last week, but as a guy that I really want to watch at the senior bowl because he was so inconsistent, but the every time we go back it's like, man, this guy's got so much talent. Yeah. And, you know, he's one of those guys on day two. On day two, you can see a lot of the right tackles go. You think of Darnell Wright, Dewan Jones. Um, yeah. You're going to see some other guys go off. But curious to see how Jalen Duncan does, Tyler Steen from Alabama, Ryan Hayes from Michigan. Um, some of these more, you know, well-known names across the country. Excited to see how they're going to do against guys. You know, we talk about these smaller school guys have an opportunity to go against these powerhouse school prospects. Mm-hmm. It works the other way too. I want to see how these guys do against guys. They've probably haven't watched any tape on, you know, right. they've never gone up against guys like this before. It's going to be interesting to see how they fare. Absolutely. Let's do a little bit of rapid fire here in the middle. I'm going to ask you some questions. Just give me a couple uh, sentence answers here. Um, you have right after offensive tackle at number five, you've got tight end. Do the Steelers draft a tight end this year? Yes, I think they do. It's harder to say without that fifth or sixth round pick, sure. but there's there's a handful of guys in the middle rounds. Keep an eye on Davis Allen as well at the Senior Bowl. Some blocking tight ends, probably um, guys that can catch the ball, but probably bigger, um, more powerful guys in in that set. Um, interior defensive line. Uh, 
you know, we have that pretty high on the Steelers uh, list of needs. Um, give me some uh, round two, round three guys the Steelers could target. One guy that actually, I don't know if he's going to fit what the Steelers need, but Tuli Tuli Palutu um, was one of the sack leaders in the country from the interior this year. A guy that I did not expect. I was not a fan of his tape coming into this year, um, but absolutely went off this year. I think he has a chance to go in the first round. Um, Kalaja Kansi is going to go a little bit too yeah. early. He's an undersized guy, but Mozzie Smith, my Michigan guy, interested to see his arm length. That's going to be huge for him. Um, and then another guy, uh, Keandre Coburn from Texas. If the Steelers want just like a more of a run stuffer in the middle, if the Steelers miss out on guys like Smith and Ika who have some pass rush and pushing the pocket ability, a guy like Coburn is not going to do a whole lot as a pass rusher, but he does eat up some space, could be available in the, um, with the Steelers' third-round pick. Yeah, I like Coburn as like a run-stuffing nose tackle. You know, yep. and the Steelers that there's a need there for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be something that they look at for sure. Um, you've got quarterback after that. We'll kind of skip out on quarterback. Steelers not looking that direction this year. Wide receiver, though, an intriguing position for the Steelers this year. You go into 2023 with uh not much to to go on, uh, not much depth there anyway. You got George Pickens, you've got Deontay Johnson, but after that. It's pretty unknown. Even Deontay Johnson's kind of an unknown at this point after the season we've seen out of him. I think he can still be good. I think he can rebound with better quarterback play, more consistent quarterback play. But, um, you know, wide receiver is going to be interesting. When do the Steelers address wide receiver, if at all, in this draft? I'm curious to see if we add in a veteran in free agency. But I think it's it could happen as soon as that second round pick. We know the Steelers love that second round range for wide receivers. <laughs> Um, you know, it's just hard to tell what type of receiver the Steelers want. You know, if Kelvin Austin comes back healthy, they have a speed guy. But I I mean, if they want a guy of that, if they want to give up on Kelvin Austin, go for a guy with the same stature. Trey Tucker from Cincinnati, he's going to be participating at the Senior Bowl. Really explosive guy, can help in the return game. My guy, Andre Eosivas from Princeton, probably a third or fourth round prospect, but blazing speed. Um, and then you got a guy like Bryce Ford Wheaton, um, a guy that Shannon White and I both really like from West Virginia. If he runs a sub four or five, I I'm I would probably put a day two grade on him. Um, he's got the size, he's got the physicality. The quarterback situation was just awful in West Virginia this year, um, and he would has he was on the re- receiving end of that in a bad way. Um, but really like Bryce Ford Wheaton as well. Sure, a uh, guy I'm watching uh, some tape on Parker Washington from Penn State. Yep. He's kind of a big slot type guy. And the Steelers could use a slot receiver, and they've they've gone that direction in the past with a Juju Smith-Schuster type body build, and Parker Washington kind of fits that. He's probably not going to run real fast, I don't think, uh, but he's got good hands. He's a he's a he's a good target over the middle. Um, so that's a guy I'm keeping an eye on as well. And then just kind of to round out this this group, you've got safety at number ten. Um, guard at number 11 and then another Steelers need inside linebacker way down at the bottom number 12 out of these position groups um you got anybody you like though an inside linebacker that that might be a a Steelers target Dorian Williams is a guy I really like but he may be better as a weak side linebacker in a 4-3 um I mean, this is one of those positions I'm gonna I'm gonna want to wait until the combine. There's usually a couple guys that end up breaking out that week, but there's not a lot of guys that bring a the the Steelers need some size at linebacker as well as athleticism. They need both right now, 
Yeah. Um, Peyton Wilson is a guy to keep an eye on from NC State, a guy who brings both, um, was the leader of that defense. But at the top, it's just it's just not good. I like I want to love Trenton Simpson, but uh, he didn't produce like some of the other yeah. guys. Jack Campbell did, but he's not athletic. Noah Sewell, yeah. tackler, not athletic at all, almost a liability in coverage. Drew Sanders can do it all, but he doesn't have a sure position. Sometimes he's on the edge, sometimes he's inside. You know, I I just do not like this inside linebacker class overall. That yeah. could change by the time we get there, but uh, not a fan of it right now. I'm definitely wouldn't be shocked if the Steelers look to pursue something in free agency instead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to write about him a little bit later this week, but kind of a quick preview. Jermaine Pratt, Cincinnati, highest coverage grade among inside linebackers this last year. What do the Steelers need? Big time coverage linebacker and he's probably not going to earn a huge paycheck he's a division he's been in the afc north he knows how that type of ball is played and uh that's a guy i would love to see the steelers bring in to their roster loved him coming out uh, in the draft it's funny you bring him out because i did like pratt coming out another guy from nc state in a similar mold to peyton wilson as well um guy who can kind of he can he scheme versatile as well he can play three four four three um in our I mean, in our situation, maybe you move Miles Jack to the Mac linebacker, maybe move, you know, Pratt to Buck. Yeah. That would probably be ideal. Um, but yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, yeah, I love it. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure Jermaine Pratt came out the same year the Steelers moved up to get Devin Bush. Is that correct? Was he part of that class? I want to say he was 2018, but I'm was not the year before? positive. That would have been one year before, but I'm, I could be wrong about that. We'll uh we'll figure that out and maybe address that another time. But I'll I'll you'll see it in my article later as well. Uh, but that'll do it for us on the position rankings. But stay tuned to the Steelers fix because in the second half of the show, we are going to bring in Thomas Incum and talk with him about his senior bowl preparation. What were you gonna say, Andrew? You distracted you were, me, man. You were right. I was wrong. <laughs> it was 2019. Jermaine okay. was in the 2019 draft, third round pick. Yeah, yeah see, man, hindsight's 2020. <laughs> anyway. Uh, No further distractions. We'll move on to the second half of the show. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back on the Steelers Fix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Fast as they can, they travel away in cars. 
right, welcome back to the Steelers Fix. It's Jeremy Betts. It's Andrew Wilbar here with you. And we've got a special guest, Thomas Incombe, uh, joining us today. Uh, edge prospect, uh, ready to um, get rolling with the NFL draft and with uh, his uh, his future career in the NFL. So, Thomas, man, thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, let me start off by asking you this. You've got a lot of events coming up in the pre-draft process, including the Senior Bowl in just a few weeks. And uh, just want to know how you're preparing for that event and what you're hoping to show scouts. Oh, uh, yeah, um, I'm at XO's in uh, Pensacola, you know, getting better every day, uh, working on the Senior Bowl prep and uh, the Combine prep. And one thing I really want to show the scouts coming up in a couple of weeks on the Senior Bowl is, you know, how explosive, how fast, and how smart of a player I am. Awesome. Absolutely. And, you know, one question, you know, we, you know, we try not to like duplicate questions all the times to, you know, all the draft prospects we interview. But one question that we always like to ask is about players that you model your game after in the NFL, right? You know, all these guys that come out, you know, they try to, you know, model their game after a certain type, a certain type of edge rusher, you know, based upon, you know, maybe how they're built, just, you know, the style of play they enjoy playing, you know, what about you? Is there a specific player currently playing in the NFL that you model your game after? I'm uh, not currently playing, but I retired. You know, I modeled myself as to be as like Demarcus Ware. Okay. So yeah. Very explosive. You know, long arm is very deadly, and I, that's how I see myself every day. So I just modeled my game around what Demarcus did. Man, Demarcus tore through the league for a long time. That's a that's a fantastic comp there. Uh, you know, 2022 was kind of a breakout uh, for you. Uh, Eleven and a half sacks. Um, what makes you so dangerous specifically as a pass rusher? Uh, one is just started from the film study, going into the game, you know, see what my opponent is weak at and what it, what it's strong at. So when I go in the game, when I line up and I know it's fast, you know, I just smell blood in the water and just go after it, you know, work my moves and trust myself with my keys, my little details and the keys and just, you know, success when make a sack. Awesome. You know, a lot of people, especially fans, overlook the small school talents, right, with the assumption that, you know, oh, the competition level, it's just – you know, it's underwhelming. You know, the Steelers have found success with a lot of small school prospects before, you know, uh, Javon Hargrave, Alex Highsmith, or a couple others. Um, the Steelers have drafted some, you know, from the Mid-American Conference, you know, and guys that, you know, are not, you know, in the Power Five conferences. And the Steelers have found great talent um, in those areas. You know, does that breed kind of an underdog mentality that you use as motivation to prove doubters wrong? Oh, yeah, I mean – one, I started from a D2 school of Audacity State, so I'm, I've always been an underdog, and, you know, I always have a mindset I have to prove everybody wrong, not just everybody, just to prove myself how better I am and, you know, how to hang with the, these big guys. And I don't think Central Michigan is a small school, so I don't think it's an underdog because we compete with right. X-10s and Big Tens and Pac-12. So I see myself just fitting in fine and, you know, always been an underdog coming from a D2 to um, where I am now. You know, that's always like a trigger and fire and always like for me to go. Yeah, that it's interesting you say that. One of the the best Steelers pass rushers of all time, James Harrison, really had that underdog mentality. I mean, he was cut, I believe, six times from the yeah. team before finally making his mark. So you know, it's it it it's important to just stick to it. Um, I don't know if you've watched a lot of James Harrison, but uh, another guy really explosive off the yeah. edge. Uh, have you seen anything out of out of James Harrison, T.J. Watt, some of these Steelers pass rushers that? Uh, are intriguing to you? Yeah, well, one thing I, you know, always learn from, you know, older guys like that and pass rushers like that is always, you know, they do what they're good at. You know, they stick to the mm -hmm. old moves, what what they special about, not nothing too fancy. 
you know, they kind of old school, long arm, power, speed, and they trust what they're doing. That's what I'm out of my game is, you know, trust your techniques and use what, you, use what you're good at. That's great, man. One highlight I've noticed uh, from watching your tape is your versatility. You know, um, they've they've moved you inside a little bit as well uh, at times, and and you know you can play multiple spots along the defensive line and and specifically the edge. Um, you know, is that a point of emphasis for you when you look ahead to your opportunity uh, to make an impact at the NFL level? Oh yeah, it is, and um, I'm glad I was able to do that in college just to show the scouts and show everybody I can play anywhere on the line. And uh, going to you know, the future reference, I just want to, you know, whatever team that drafts me, whatever, you know, position they put me at, I feel like I'll be I'll be very, uh, you know, productive and, you know, consistent with playing and getting the sack. Definitely. You know, you know, kind of a follow up to that question. You know, do you feel that you have the schematic versatility as well? You know, if teams ask you to operate, you know, whether it be as a stand up linebacker or, you know, more of a hand in the dirt defensive end and stuff, do you have like a preference as, do you know, where you play or, you know, do you, you know, where, where's, I guess I should ask is, you know, is there a scheme, you know, whether it be three, four, four, three, something, you know, different sub package defense that is your favorite to play or, you know, you know, what is your take on that? You know, do you have a preference as to what type of scheme that you'd like to go to? Uh, I really don't because uh, I did, you know, standing up and hands down in college. And I feel like I'm very dominant in both hand down or standing up. So it don't really matter what scheme I get put into. I, I will, uh, you know, dominate and succeed. Now, before Jeremy, um, I just want to ask one more question real quick, because Jeremy will start off our rapid fire uh, questions. And by the way, we you know, we just finished a couple of interviews with um, Eric Gray and Paris Johnson. We asked them these same questions and some of them, you know, on either or questions, we're, we've got it one to one right now. So so you're going to be the tiebreaker vote for some of these, you know, uh, either or questions that we have. But uh, one question that, you know, we you know, I wanted to ask you is about, you know, your background, and your family. And, you know, the yeah. people in your life that have gotten you to the point where you're at now and stuff, who's who's someone in your life that you just want to shout out, give a shout out to just uh, for what they've done to help train you and get you to this point? Um, I'll say my dad, you know, just um, sacrifices and stuff he had to mm-hmm. take from Ghana to, you know, bring uh, S to America to, just to achieve our dream. And just seeing the hard work down, that man, you know, had to go through every day. That's one thing, you know, I had to give a shout out to my dad every day. You know, I tell him thank you because that, that, that means a lot. That's awesome, man. Uh, let, let's get into these uh, rapid-fire questions just to get to know a little bit more about you. If you weren't about to make your dreams come true and go to the NFL, uh, you know, if you weren't going to be a football player, what would you be? Uh, I'll be in the health uh, administration business in the hospital because okay. um, I, I love helping people. So that's one thing, you know, being in the hospital is you, you helping people every day, in, day, in, day in and day out. So I'll, I'll be in the hospital working. What is That's the most awesome. memorable game you've ever played in? This could be at any level, but what is the most memorable game you've ever played in? Uh, I'll say Buffalo this year. Because, okay. you know, we went to the locker, yeah. went to the locker room by 21 points, and we came out and just, you know, shutting them boys out, and we won the game. Yeah. So it was crazy. That was an Man. impressive game for sure. That's got to be a good feeling, too, to, you know, be down like that and come back and 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 show that you, you're meant to be there. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So what is, what would you say is the best single trait of your game? Quickness. 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 Yeah, man. Now 
I'm going to skip that. Jeremy's going to ask the next one because I want to, because this is where we have won the tiebreakers. I want to figure this out. So Jeremy, he's a waffles guy. He likes waffles. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm, I personally, I don't, you know, I like waffles and pancakes, but uh, I believe it was Eric Gray was a waffles guy and Paris Johnson was yep. pancakes. So you're the tiebreaker. Okay. Waffles or pancakes. I'll go with pancakes. Oh, okay. Two for pancakes. Oh, man. I mean, I love pancakes, too, but, you know, a good but, waffle. Uh, rock- but pancakes just, you know, it's better. Yeah, man. I, I feel you. Okay, so uh, how about your favorite movie? John Wick. Okay. With any one of them or just, like, the whole it's whole thing? One, two, and three. And you yeah. get about four, so I'm waiting right for on. it. Right on. Right on, man. Good deal. Now, you mentioned DeMarcus Ware earlier as a guy that, you know, you look up to, you know, as the guy you model your game after. How about maybe, say, an offensive lineman, offensive tackle, or maybe just, you know, somebody that you wish from the past could come back so that you could play against them? Who would that be? Um, Big Andrew. Hey, uh, there Andrew. we go, man. Andrew Thomas. He, he's very good, you know, technique-wise, you know, strong hands, very long. I just wanted to play against him and see how, you know, how it feels. Well, I'm sure you're going to get a chance to play against a lot of really good uh, tackles and, and show your stuff. But I uh, just kind of want to pose this to you real quick. Uh, just picture it. Uh, it's draft day, and uh, you pick up that phone, and it's Mike mm-hmm. Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers on the other line. What's going through your mind if uh, Mike Tomlin's the one calling to make you a Pittsburgh Steeler? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, man. I'll probably blank out for a quick <laughs> Just to, you know, hold, probably wash my face and make sure this is not a dream. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that's big, you know, from a head coach, you know, give you a call and make your dreams come true. That, that's, mm-hmm. you know, to be a uh, Steelers, that, that's pretty big. Yeah. So I'm probably thank God for like a quick second. Uh, man, I, I know I would. <laughs> I know I would. Did you have a favorite team growing up? Uh, no. Nah. I just no. like the NFL and different teams. You know, NFL, you never know what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. watching everybody yeah. and – and everybody winning and so close games and it's just fun to watch NFL. Awesome, man. Well, hey, we we really appreciate you coming on the show with us just briefly here. And uh, you know, follow Thomas on on Twitter at Thomas Incoom underscore Thomas. Thanks again, man. It was a blast. Good luck to you as the draft rolls around. And uh, hey, you know, when you're a superstar in this league someday, remember us. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Yeah, man. Have a good day. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, Thomas, for joining us. And uh, Andrew, man, just an, another stand-up guy. We, we keep talking to these guys, and you, you never know what they're going to be like. But, um, you know, uh, it's it's just another, another young man that is pursuing his dream, and um, he's ready to make an impact. Confident. He, he feels he can play a lot of different positions. He can rush the passer. He can cover. Uh, what did you take away from Thomas Incum? And do you think he's a guy that the Steelers might target in the in the middle um, portions of the draft? Uh, does he fit the Steelers system? I think it's possible. He's got the size. He has the athleticism. He's from the MAC, where the Steelers love drafting prospects. I think this makes a lot of sense, especially if the Steelers aren't going to bring back Alex Highsmith. If he has a good senior bowl, good combine, you're looking maybe that third round pick. That you know, I think that's not that would be an ideal spot. About the same range the Steelers took Alex Highsmith. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he's got some twitch. He's got some power. He's got a little bit of everything and he knows his traits. You know, he knows what he's capable of doing. Um, he's still in the process of putting it all together on the field. He hasn't reached his full potential yet. Um, but we saw flashes of that this past year. Um, and he knows what his abilities are and he knows, you know, what work he has ahead. And he's, you know, he's excited. He's determined, um, excited to see what he's going to be doing at the next level. Me too, man. And, you know, when we talk to a, a guy like, like Thomas and obviously we don't know where he's going to go. We don't know what it's going to, what his draft scenario is going to be like, but you, you just root for these guys. You, you hope that they're going to do well. And uh, in, in Incoom's play uh, situation here, I, I would really love it if the Steelers gave him a shot as a, as a draft pick. Um, I think he does have some upside. I think he's got that, that quick twitch, like he said, and uh, with some better hand usage, some better technique. Uh, I think he could turn into an Alex Highsmith type player, maybe a little bit quicker than Highsmith is. Um, but, you know, Highsmith has, has just really grown in that area as well. So uh, you're talking about with the right coaching, the right development. I think the Steelers develop their outside linebackers probably better than most positions, maybe wide receiver, um, you know, some of those. Uh, sometimes, you, or you would consider inside linebacker usually, uh, maybe not so much recently um, with the Devin Bush situation <laughs> kind of influx there. But, uh, you know, it's definitely something that the Steelers could could take a flyer on a guy like Thomas Incombe. Good luck to you, Thomas. And, uh, Andrew, that's going to do it for us on this edition of the Steelers Fix. But, uh, listeners, stay tuned. We are going to keep fixing the Steelers all off season. And uh, you can follow Andrew Wilbar and myself on Twitter and follow us on behind the steel curtain.com as well. We're putting out articles uh, about the off season, about the draft, about free agency uh, come to BTSC for all of your Steelers off season news and analysis. That's going to do it for us for Andrew Wilbar. It's Jeremy Betts. Have a good day. <laughs>